For GateWorld.net, I'm David Reed, and I'm once again on the telephone with Mr. Cliff Simon Ball of Stargate. Thank you for taking time with us, sir. You're welcome, David. Once again, thank you, man. I think the topic foremost on everyone's mind is Stargate Continuum, due out this July. What can you tell us about your involvement in that story? Um, well, I must tell you, you know, right in the beginning, when I wasn't even sure if I was going to be in the movies, um, eventually when they did tell me I was going to be in, um, someone actually came to me and said, Cliff, have you seen the script? And I was like, no, I haven't. I didn't even know I was in yet. Um, it was really out and they hadn't told me. And then when they were like, wow, well, the whole story centers around Baal. Really? I can't believe that. They said, no, the movie is actually Baal's movie. And I was like, wow, you know? So, I mean, anyway, that same day, the production contacted me, got a script to me. And when I read the script, I was kind of blown away at uh, how big uh, the whole story centered around my character, which was absolutely amazing because, you know, I didn't know if it was just going to be a small part or whatever. But, yeah, so it made it very, very interesting because you see Baal from a whole different perspective, and it was really exciting. Wow. Yeah. I was great. excited when I was reading the script. I was like, wow, this is great. This is great. Um, yeah, very exciting. And that it's not only just you, but a couple of the other Goa will come back and also play a role as well. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what's so interesting. You're going to see probably, I think there's about six or seven of the, the top uh, girls come back, and uh, it's the first time you see us all together. And you see the kind of animosity and things going on between us, which is really great. First of all, the the women who the women ghouls, I love them because they're just so like uh, kind of regal and queen like. Yeah. Um, and what's very interesting in the movie is uh, just to give a little tip is that Claudia Black, you're going to see her as she used to be. Right. Which is absolutely amazing. So I would have to say that she was my favorite. Great. When you see her, you'll you'll realize um, she is obviously my queen. Um, and you're going to see it in, in a way that you've never seen it before. Right. Always so only, It's always kind of only been assumed, um, and people have just imagined it, but now you're actually going to see what it looks like. As Katesh. As Katesh. Uh-huh. All right. Great. Now, you and I were talking about how you wanted to get Ball and Katesh together for some action. Do we, do we get any special scenes in the film? Oh, yeah. But that I definitely can't give away. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's very, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, and that's why, once again, when I read the script, I was, I was so excited and couldn't wait to start shooting because um, you're going to see some things that are, that are pretty mind-boggling and, yeah, a lot of action between the two of us. Okay, great. Yep. Anything that's particularly, like, um, only a Gould would do? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I really can't even tell you about it because it's just too, I'd be giving, the, giving away the whole thing. Okay, good. It's a real exciting uh, time, yep. In what ways does Ball grow as a character? Well, you're going to see Ball. You're going to, first of all, you're going to see the real Ball, and you're going to know it's the real Ball. Um, and he is a lot more, uh, I could say, tough. Uh, and he comes across as, as a system lord, as how a system lord should be, yeah. I think. Uh, you know, there's been times in the series where it's been very humorous and all this kind of thing, which works. But in the movie, you're actually going to see Ball come across as uh, pretty serious and tough. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, you and I have always talked about it in the past how, how how fortunate you've been that this character has has had such a breadth to him. You know, every episode you got you got to come back and do something almost completely new. Yeah, 
which is great, you know, and actually, you know, I've been thinking about it, and, and Baal is a kind of a, a franchise character that could carry on for, <clears throat> for so long and come into different uh, series. I mean, as an example, like Atlantis, because the character has developed to the point where he is mean and tough, but he's also humorous, and the only time you really see him uh, taking out people now or killing people are people that deserve it. Yeah. So there's that kind of good side. He never kills people who doesn't deserve it anymore. Yeah. Um, which is kind of making him likable, and I think that's one of the reasons why he's likable. Um, and you'll see that in the movie as well. Great. Yeah. Well, our first introduction to him in Summit was that uh, he he he'd rather kill billions of lives, uh, entire solar systems, than than lose them to Sokar in a in a dispute. Right. So he's really come far. Right, yep. No, it's grown so much. It's amazing. Is the clone issue resolved at all in Continuum? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. So in, yep. in some form, there, there will be a resolution to that. That's good. Yeah, you'll see that. There are a couple of clones involved um, because, you know, we're going right back in time now, right to when the Stargate was first discovered before SG-1 even got their hands on Stargate. Uh, and that's the, whole, um, that's the whole story, is that Ball travels back in time because he knows what's going on in the future, he goes back in time to change history. To change the Stargate from even being unburied? From even being known. Okay. Yeah, completely. Interesting. But it, but it backfires, yep. Okay, that's interesting. Could yeah. the movie potentially, could this movie potentially be the end of Ball? Um, I can't really say. Okay. Uh, well, it could be, but not the end of me. Okay. <laughs> that's what is. There's a twist right at the end of the movie, the last scene of the movie. That's going to be like, wow. Okay, let's see Continuum Two. Yeah, that, that's right. That's, that's what Brad said. The last scene yeah. says it all. Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, obviously, that's specially written like that. So there is a whole other story, and uh, even some of the dialogue will you'll uh, you know people will be able to see. Wow. Okay. Well, now we want to see what happens. This is kind of like uh, the beginning of a new story. It could be. Rich, which is what basically Continuum was setting out to be. Right, exactly. I mean, they're very, the writers are brilliant, and they, they leave it open. It could develop into Continuum series. It could be anything. Okay. So, cool. yep. Have you seen the completed film yet? No, I haven't. No. What, have, you, have you seen anything yet since uh, shooting? I haven't seen anything, and I actually called uh, publicity the other day to make sure that as soon as it's out on DVD, I need a copy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen one scene. I've seen a little bit from the ADR, the looping that I've been doing for the movie, yeah. um, a couple of the scenes, and I must say I was very impressed. It looked amazing. Okay. You know, it's a big budget as far as uh, television shows go. It's a pretty big budget, um, and they put a lot of effort into it, and I was very impressed. I think it looked great, and I really think it should be on the big screen. It really deserves to be on the big screen, um, because even the sets we had were huge. We're we're on a ship that's rocking, and and you know the Alaskan scenes that they shot with the sub are just these big scenes, and um, you know the cinematography on it was amazing. So it really won't do it justice seeing it on on a television set, but uh, we'll see what happens. You know? So you think Continuum was really? Like, above and beyond compared to even Stargate's big two-parter episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's way beyond that. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. uh, this must be the fifth or sixth interview I've, I've had with you, and in all that time, we've never discussed your decision 
to move with your wife to the United States. I remember you telling this story at a Chicago con a couple of years ago and was wondering if you would share it with us here now. Uh, sure. Um, I've always wanted to move to the United States. I've always thought it was an amazing country and I've always wanted to, I've always thought you could really go far in America. There's no ceiling on what you can do. If you, if you put your heart into it and you work hard, you can really do anything that you, that you desire. Um, I found in South Africa it started getting a little small for me, the, the acting industry as well, which is a good industry, but it's a little small. Sort of once you reach a certain level, there's nowhere else to go, and it can be very frustrating. So that, the one reason was to further my career as an actor, um, but the first reason actually was I wanted to change my life and change the quality of my life. Uh, South Africa just became too much for me. Um, I had some very violent encounters, uh, also involving my wife. And, um, you know, I said, turned around to her the one day and I just said, look, what are we waiting for? Are we going to wait until I get murdered or you get murdered? Or because it was actually getting to that stage. It uh, was pretty crazy. Oh, wow. Um, so we made the decision. I said, look, we're going to hang around and hang around. We, we actually got to make the decision and just leave. You know, I had it very good in South Africa. I was uh, very famous. I couldn't go anywhere. Um, you know, people would know me wherever I went. I would get into clubs. I would get free drinks and all this kind of thing. Um, I was on a contracted player on a show, so I was on a monthly salary. Everything was great. You know, I owned a lot of properties. And um, after the kind of things that happened to us, I realized none of that matters. You know, money doesn't matter. <clears throat> it's your quality of life. I want to be able to go for a walk around my neighborhood at 10 o'clock at night if I want to. I want to walk my dog. And uh, so that was a decision. You know, it came out here and brought my dogs. And it was exactly, I have now exactly what I wanted. Yeah as far as that quality of life. And quality of life has got nothing to do with money. It's got to do with quality of life. It's how you live your daily life. Um, and I found that, you know, which was amazing. Now, did you decide to move because you were so well known there or because of the violence? No, it was mainly because of the violence, firstly. Okay. That was the first thing. The second thing was my career. I wanted to work harder. I wanted to get, get somewhere or at least give it a bash. Um, you know, because if I'd stayed in South Africa, eventually one day I would have turned around and gone, oh, I should have gone to America. And, you know, I wanted to become an American citizen. And I became a citizen in 2005, and it was the most amazing day for me and my wow. wife. Wow, great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. And now tell us about this uh, audio project you are presently working on. Mm. Um, well, uh, thanks to Pat, um, she's written most of it, and we're producing it together. The first CD I'm doing is called Stress, It's All in the Mind. Uh, through my growing up as an athlete and all those kind of things, I was always taught to be positive. So it's kind of ingrained in me. My mother was a very big, what was at that stage, called Science of Mind. <clears throat> so she was a big driving force behind me when I was a kid growing up in believing in myself and being positive and being a swimmer like I was and getting onto international level. Um, I, this kind of all came to me naturally only because I started it very young. And I believe I brought the CD out to try and help people because a lot of people have no idea on how to handle stress, anything like that. So uh, from, it's, it's from my point of view um, on how I handle stress and how I use it to my advantage. Um, mm -hmm. Everyone feels depressed. We all have things that get us down day by day. We can never be totally free of stress. But in the CD, what I do is I go, I explain a little bit, and then I work through exercises on deep breathing exercises and relaxation exercises, making people aware of, like, 
say, internal feelings and external feelings and muscle relaxation and all these kind of things. Um, it's things that I've always used, <clears throat> and I use them when I go and speak in front of large crowds of people. People think, oh, we just get up on the stage and we talk. We're so used to it, and it's like natural to us. It's not natural. Yeah. Um, very intimidating. We have to relax ourselves, all actors or anyone who does public speaking. There are certain ways to relax yourself, and um, that's what I'm teaching in these CDs, is teaching people what I do to relax. Um, and I think people need to, people have no idea where to start. So this really is the start for them. If they do uh, what's on my CD every single day, I can guarantee them that within a, a week or a couple of weeks, they're going to feel like new people. And it's very simple, but people just have no idea where to start. So that's, first of all, that's the stress CD. The other CD I'm doing is called American Affirmations, also written by Pat and me. Um, I feel, having become a citizen in 2005, and the way the world feels about America at the moment, there's a lot of negativity in the world about America being the big bully and all this kind of thing. And, you know, from my point of view as an immigrant, I've put it onto CD now, how I see it through my eyes, and uh, America is a great country. America has been the first in just about everything. Um, America has sorted out countries um, from violence and all these kind of things. So it's a CD. It's just affirmations from seeing it through my eyes as an immigrant, as a new American citizen, um, and, and hopefully showing people that there is a positive light to being an American person, um, that it's a great thing to be an American person. I'm not all like, rah, rah, America's the only country in the world. Not at all. Right. But I just want to, I want to try and get across, and hopefully so many people will hear this and it'll be played everywhere. I mean, I would love to get it onto a radio show or something like that. Um, I think people should start realizing that America is great. The American people are great. They still have a sense of community. Um, we can still talk to our neighbors. We know who our neighbors are. Uh, if a country is in trouble, America will be there to help them. It doesn't matter what the reasons are. Yes, there's a lot of politics that goes on and all right. that kind of stuff. But the bottom line is <clears throat> America is a big brother to most countries out there and will help them when they need help, whether it's financial, whether it's for security, uh, whether they need an army in there for whatever reasons. Yeah. So it's just kind of a positive affirmation on America, seeing it through the eyes of a... Of an, of an immigrant and a new American citizen. Now all you have left to do is to run for governor for the state of California. Well, you know, who knows? <laughs> no, that really is great. You know what, I'm just doing all of this. I feel America's been very good to me, and um, it's my way of giving back a little something. And, um, you know, I want people to, my fans especially, I care a lot about them, and I know there's a lot of people out there that have problems. And I want them to know, you know, we're not perfect people. We also have our problems. But like the stress CD, this is how I deal with my, pe my, my problems. And I want to teach you how to deal with your problems. And just being in the position where I am, where a lot of people know who I am and uh, know quite a bit about me, they'll actually listen to me as opposed to somebody who they have no idea who that person is. So I'm using my kind of celebrity status because of Stargate. Uh, I'm going to use it to try and get a message across. Yeah. What was the, for the stress CD, what was the, the genesis of this? What did you see around you that made this snap in your head? Say, I have to make this. I have to make this for others. You know what? It started off seeing, you know, I go to all the conventions and do these things, and the kids I see there, um, they, they spend so much 
money to get to these conventions, and I know for a fact that a lot of them do not have that money to waste. Yeah. And it's just, it's always hit me so hard that they, they come there just to see me. Um, you know, just talking about it from my point of view, obviously there's other actors, but they come there to see me, they travel miles and miles to see me, and I've always sat there and wondered what kind of lives they have. And I can see when I'm on stage talking to 500 people in an audience, I actually look at the people, and I can see a lot of them are just so happy to to hear something positive coming out of my mouth. And um, I think that was the main, that was the spark that lit it, that I wanted to give them something that they could have in their house or play in their car. They can hear my voice speaking, and it can make them feel good about themselves. Um, I think there are a lot of kids out there, a lot of the fans who whose lives aren't that great and who think we have great lives and um, I want their lives to be great. Right. I want them to be happy, I want them to be positive um, and I want them to to not think that they are second to me. Yeah. They're a human being, just like me. Yeah. And um, I think that, that this is what this is what it's gonna teach them. Is it just your voice or do you have any like um, sound effects to help soothing soothe the person or um, it's just my my voice and music. Okay. And the music on the stress CD, I actually uh, composed and made it. Uh, really? Yeah, with a good friend of mine. So it's all my music. Uh, we own nobody anything as far as copyright, and uh, it's great music. And if people, you know, if people want that music as a track, we can always make a plan that they can uh, that they can get it. <laughs> Maybe d- d- like put in a special code or something and download it on your website. Yeah, we can do something. You know, we can put it up on YouTube or do whatever. You know. Great. All right. Well, it's a beautiful piece of music. It really is. I mean, I've done the whole CD. I've gone through it with myself, and I really feel relaxed at the end, and I really feel sleep- like I want to sleep. Oh, good. My own voice has actually relaxed me, which is good. I want to make it real easy for people to get the CDs, um, that they shouldn't have to go looking too much. So kind of on the websites, your website, I know, is the biggest one, which would be great. Um, you know, and people should just be able to Google Cliff Simon CD, and it should be yeah. come up straight in with a link. So uh, I know you're not coming to Vancouver. Are you attending any conventions in the coming months other than that? Uh, yeah, I've got plenty. I'll be in uh, Starland in Denver. Uh, that's coming up in um, April. And in May, I will be at the Motor City Convention in Detroit, Michigan. Okay. Uh, which are huge. And then through August, the month of August, I'll be doing all the jump con- conventions, uh, one in New Jersey, one in Washington, and one in Cleveland. Sweet. And then after that, we go straight to Dragon Con. Okay. Uh, so far, that's what's lined up. The whole month of August, and the CDs will be available at all of them. Great. There you go. That, that, I mean, you can, you can sign them right there, even. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's all. I mean, the people are going to love them. There's really some amazing pictures inside, brand new photographs that had never been seen. So these are once-off photographs. We are, I've done a special photo shoot for them, Patricia and myself. Um, and it's really nice. It's going to be a really nice pull-out concertina effect booklet like you get in a CD. And people, with pleasure, bring it to me and I'll sign it. And, yep, it'll be great. Great. If you only had an hour to introduce a new Stargate fan to your character, if, if, you, if you only had an hour to pick your, your favorite episode or the episode that you think will have, would have the most impact, which would you give them? Um, I would give them Abyss. Yeah. I would give them uh, The Quest, part one and part two. And I think I would give them Dominion. Okay. And then definitely the movie. 
shooting continuum what what one thing sticks out in your mind mostly from from that from that whole experience um you said the system lords get rounded up with you in a in a scene or two that would probably have been pretty mind-blowing yeah that was that was really great i think what really sticks out with me what i was really excited to do and i can't wait to see is the scene between katesh and myself um when there's some action in which I can't say anymore. <laughs> that, that really sticks out in my mind because it was a very, very difficult scene to shoot. Uh, cameras were very, very close up on us. There's special effects involved and the, a lot of tension. Um, and we are very, very close. We're basically nose to nose. That was a very technically difficult scene to shoot. I had never done anything like that before. And that's what really sticks out. And the the effect of it, what you'll actually see, is, I know it's going to be mind-blowing. Sweet. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. How has uh, Stargate had an impact on your life since coming here? Um, it's had a huge impact as far as my career is concerned. It really set me up as a working actor, uh, which is the hardest thing to do when you get here. I have friends who have been here basically the same amount of time as me, and they've done uh, smaller jobs off and on. And um, it's kind of done nothing for them. What Stargate has done for me, and that is why I'm so thankful for the fans, is it set up a fan base for me. Once you have a fan base, people in the know, producers, directors, those kind of guys know that if they put me into their project, they already have a built-in fan base coming with me. All those people, let's say I have a million fans worldwide, at least 500,000 of those people are going to want to see me in that movie that I come out in or that television show. Right. Uh, that's what, that is the most important thing, and that's, the most, uh, that's what I'm most grateful about, about the show, is setting up this fan base that people actually know who I am, and they know Cliff Simon and they know my face. Um, a lot of times you see actors, you'll know their face, you won't know their name. Or you'll know the name, but you can't put a face to it. Right. Um, so that's what Stargate's done for me, which is absolutely amazing. And obviously the spin-offs, you know, doing all the conventions and traveling all over America and seeing cities that I haven't been to um, is absolutely amazing. Wormhole disengaged. 